Hi, my name is Jennifer Keller. I'm the Customer Success Manager at the Activate Company. I want to welcome you to the 14th episode of our multi-part dealer best practice series, Turning Inspections into Cash. In this series, you'll hear from Case IH, New Holland, and Case Construction Equipment dealers about the unique ways that they are using digital inspections to improve customer satisfaction and generate more parts and service business for their dealerships. In this episode, you'll hear from Les Burbage at Bader Machinery to learn how they're using inspections to give customers a better understanding of what needs serviced on their machines while eliminating technician subjectivity on tractor and combine inspections. Bader Machinery represents New Holland, JCB, MacDon, Flexicoil, and Polaris brands with three locations in South Australia. Their headquarters is in Saddleworth, South Australia. I'm a service manager at the Cadena dealership for Vater Machinery. Uh, the main one, well, the headquarters is Saddleworth, and we have three dealerships one in, obviously, Saddleworth, one in Cadena, one in Nuriopta. Yeah, our main, our main reason for doing it was basically just a standard type of service uh, inspections. We've, we've got three dealerships, uh, although two mainly focus on combine servicing. Um, yeah, there's a lot of discrepancy within the service schedules, who was doing what, when, why, and so we just had this bit of a mismatch with standardisation for one, uh, for want of a better word. And um, yeah, so by bringing in the uh, uh, Activate uh, Asset Program, we're able to standardise it through all three dealerships now. Everyone knows exactly what they've got to check, what they haven't got to check, and, um, and the reports are standard to all customers. So that's one of the main reasons. And it's also, the fact is, um, it's just a better service inspection. Um, because it's standardised, because the lists are the same, everyone's doing exactly the same job. And um, you take away some of the subjective point of view of, say, a tech with more experience over someone who's less experienced because they're both looking at the same, same issue in regards to whether a component has failed. And um, it provides probably a better understanding for the customer and what they're getting service-wise. So we just thought those sorts of areas where what was going to be better for the business going forward. We're probably only into our second year, so it's it's really hard to judge for us because we're sort of um, like a young group as well. So we've got, we're not really chasing the time aspect of say a technician to do the inspection because invariably we've got another lad within as well, which helps with um, with their training so they can see things. So we're not really marking it as, um, you know, you've got six hours to go and do this service. We're generally, if we've got two guys on there, you've got to double up of labour automatically straight away. But from a learning tool for what the guys need to inspect going forward, um, yeah, we see probably an efficiency going forward because, you know, we'd be able to spread that load further, quicker, uh, you know, over the next couple of years than where we're at now. Most of our inspections are pre-seasons, after harvest, uh, and after seeding programs. They're the main ones that we do. We we basically got an asset list in our area at the moment of 200 assets, and we might only end up having to do say 170 or 180 of them, um, because some customers just don't want us to do them, even though they've got a um, you know then we've got their uh, asset in our list as such.
So, yeah, so they're our main focus basically on the combines and the head of fronts and then obviously on the seeding equipment when they finish their seeding programs. And um, we've sort of done uh, a lot of inspections for the sales team as well. And the sales team are starting to incorporate it into their run as well where they start using the Activate program. Yeah, it's all tractor inspections when they're looking at it for trains, and that can be anything with, you know, tractors, JCBs, uh, so telehandlers, that sort of machinery. We just incorporate a 40-point inspection just for, you know, just to get an idea of what the machine looks like for the sales team. Um, in some cases, they, I think they've started to use it. It's only something that was really introduced to them probably, I'll say, November time. Um, so I don't know if they've done too many, but generally what happens is we'll uh, they've, they've got a lead on a sale or on a possibility of a trade. So we'll run down there and do a pre-season or a closer inspection on that tractor or combine or head of front, whatever it is, and uh, get an idea for them and provide them a report from there. Yeah, and that's and that's probably where you know we've been not caught out. That's not the right term, I know, but. You know, a person trades a machine in, we start looking at it, and then next thing we find out we've got, you know, a few major repairs that can add a few thousand dollars to offset the value of that trade. And, um, you know, invariably the dealership ends up wearing it. So probably just more of a tweaking of some of the inspections. Um, but, I mean, we've just gone through, as you know, they've changed the combine inspection and tweaked that a little bit. Um, I guess there's more things added to the combine, more um, more additions or more tweaks to the service inspections might be needed. So we've basically loaded up enough with the combine inspections, um, and we're also on a bit of a building program with um, a, a flexical um, product range at the moment. So it just comes down to a matter of timing uh, to be able to do that, and there's probably some. A growth area going forward um, where the guys actually start to think about that when they go out to site to kind of do a five-minute walk around. I mean, invariably, they will phone up and say, hey, I've got a problem here or, or I've just noticed this is broken or something like that, and they do phone back in, but it's never quite a formalised program through the ASIC program. Invariably, the tech comes back and says, oh, they were chatting to the customer or the owner, and he said, oh, this is broken, oh, that's broken, can we get a price to him? So, but it's sort of not not um, not activated through um, ASIC, if you know what I mean. So it's more a verbal thing to do. But that's one, that's one way of improving it going forward as well. So, yeah, obviously... The, the report's prepared in such a way that it's uh, easy to read. Um, so, yeah, you do get a, a bit more of a benefit there. The tool's easy to use and, um, yeah, and that just speeds up a little bit of efficiency there because you're not trying to chase the technician backwards and forwards to find out what do you mean by this. And also because the terminology is the same through, uh, through the asset program, everyone can sort of understand and basically everyone's becoming now onto the same terminology. Um, which is obviously another efficiency as well because you're not trying to understand or comprehend the meaning of a different component from what one technician called it to another. Yeah, of course, yeah, that's that's vitally important as well if we can see what they're looking at um, because, as you know, a picture's worth a thousand words sometimes. So, Like the reports and the feedback that we do get, especially last year when we brought the system in for the first time, 
um, was they did like the fact that they could open them up, have a look at the picture and see what the technician was looking at. And they didn't necessarily have to be on site to get an understanding. Um, but generally when we do our pre-season, so the technician will go out, he'll do the, the look around, we'll get the farmer back to the combine. We will run through with him what, we, what our findings are. And then when we do send the report, then it just reiterates that conversation that they had with the technician. And they see the photo there again, it gives them the reminder and say, oh yeah, now I've got to sort that out. So yeah, it does help with that communication issue and the understanding of the problems they may have with their combine going forward. And, you know, generally gives us an approval and we get the repairs done from there. So, yeah, how they portray themselves with their professionalism, I think with uh, ACE it does that to a certain degree um, because they're not clambering and trying to write things down on a scrappy bit of paper or in a notebook these days now. It's going online and, you know, the presentation of the, of the inspection back to the customer is a lot better than a handwritten, drawn-up document with a parts list attached to it um, that we used to provide to them. You know, this now is all segmented into different areas. Customer can see what a particular area is going to cost them and they can make a call from there whether or not they want to do it or not. You know, harvest for us starts in uh, October, finishes anywhere from the start of December to mid-December for some customers. And so we start doing our pre-seasons from there. So they're not really looking for timing or an estimation of hours as such for us to complete the repairs. Um, they're just more interested in what the parts costing is going to be for them because some of the farmers are actually quite handy on the spanner, so they just want to make a call whether they're going to do the repair or get us to do the repair. Um, so that timing for, I guess, how long it will take is not critically important to them unless it's a really expensive repair, like a traction gearbox or something. But um, and for us to go back, I mean, some of our pre-seasons, we probably won't finish them until August, September time. It comes down to parts availability, whether we put a particular component on three months for a boat ride to come over from, you know, from wherever. And in these days of COVID, we can't really decide, you know, can't really figure out sometimes whether parts going to get here in July or whether it's going to get here in September. Yeah, the customers generally like them. They, 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 they believe the format's easy to read. Uh, they can understand it and, you know, they've, because it segments the repairs into the different areas, they've also got control of what they want to spend as well. And I think that's that helps from the previous uh, inspections because it, we just used to supply a parts list and it used to be a parts list that would just say $10,000 worth of parts, for example, and they didn't know what parts suited what repair. Now they're able to have a look at it and go, oh, yeah, well, that repair is actually going to cost me a bit. Will I get away with it for a harvest? Yes or no? No, I'd better do that one. But then I might just hold off on this other repair uh, or do that other repair myself kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, I think it does. And the feedback I've had from, from customers, yes, they do like the photos. They do like the ability to open it up on their phone when they're, you know, travelling there with their partner back down to Adelaide or something like that. They can see it any time they want to have a look at it. And, um, you know, they don't have to be sitting stuck in front of a computer or handle rings of paper kind of thing to see what uh, our findings were. And they can make a call on that easy, even from their, you know, when they're driving down to Adelaide as well. So I think it's a very flexible report. And like I said, feedback we've had has been pretty good. Um, just 
few things that come to mind when we brought it in, and that was that um, just prepare to do it properly right the first time. Don't get into a mindset of here's the uh, asset program, load it on your phones, now go and do it. Um, I mean, we, we didn't do that. We did it like fairly slow. We did a couple of inspections, see how that works, see how it went through the path system, see, you know, just so we can judge what everyone's roles were in the system um, because we certainly didn't want to turn people off because the minute you bring in a whole heap of negativity, it's hard to get people back on the track of it again. So, um, so that was, yeah, just slow and steady, just bring it in, get a couple of people to trial it, see how it works through the system. If the system then and the processes you've got in place work, then, yeah, bring it out to the rest of the crew from there and then, then ride with it. So, um, you know, we had initially with pass not linking correctly through the system, the dollar value is not linking correctly through the system. Um, but, you know, once all those problems were ironed out then, it just made it easier for, for everybody going forward. Um, although there's a few little issues here and there every now and again, Generally, the system works, you know, 90%, 95% effective kind of thing. So um, allow the text to get used to the process is the other one. Um, you know, you've got some older texts um, or maybe some texts that just aren't tech savvy and it just takes them a while to sort of get their heads around it. So if you don't put pressure on them to get a handle on it, uh, you find that basically they start using the program fairly easily and then they get comfortable after a period of time. Um, and also, because of the way Activate or Asset brings up their inspection, you know, the technician might want to start doing his inspection on the left-hand front of a combine, whereas Activate will tell them to go into the cab first. And so they think that's just throwing all their sequence in about of how they've done servicing in, or inspections in the past, and uh, it takes a little bit of them getting used to. So I think you've just got to be patient with the guys. Um, and, and it's the same with, you know, spare parts as well. They're, they're getting used to how the system functions as well. So um, that, that's the key. And basically just show the benefits of, um, I mean, we, we did our inspections. When we got it to the part stage, we produced the documentation about what the customer sees to the technician so they actually, actually can see what the customer is going to get. Um, so when they put comments in there in regards to a particular component is no good anymore with their own type of spelling, um, you know, they can see that that's actually going to go to the customer and we need to edit that out. And so now you find that they are actually changing some of their wording to try and recognise that it does go to the customer, changing their wording before it does go there. So, um, yeah, and, and they can see how the customer then can see what um, – what benefit they get, and I think everyone sort of uh, moves on from there and it gets comfortable with the process. Um, like it's not a five-minute introduction, I don't believe. You've got a few things to iron out and, you know, we had a few things to, to tidy up on and um, I'm sure anybody's looking at bringing this system on first time will have exactly the same thing. You want to make the system fit to your, to your systems to a certain degree, and that's why we send you information to tweak it to our way of doing it, because that's that's the way we do our business. So, and I'm sure they'll have exactly the same thing. And so, trying to get your uh, ASIC program to fit into their dealer network, so everyone's comfortable with how it operates and what it's supposed to do.
Yeah, well here we, we, we basically specified that the um, parts personnel build the parts list. Um, uh, when the inspection comes back, it goes to the foreman. The foreman does a once over of that particular um, inspection. He then forwards that on to spare parts. If there's any unusual parts because of his experience, he'll be able to identify that through the parts system and generally he'll pick those numbers. Um, and then he'll just get the spare parts guys to double check that he's got it right. Um, and then they complete the rest of the inspection from there. And um, yeah, so we probably, you know, get a bit of double handling sometimes, but there's a new crew in our spare parts system as well. And so a lot of those guys are, and girls are getting used to a new Holland product. Um, so, you know, that in itself then can take a little bit of time to get through. And that's some of the tweaking that, you know, other dealerships will have. They'll, they might have a crew of, you know, three or four really experienced parts personnel. Um, another dealership might only have one or two and it'll take them the time to get used to the product, get used to the, um, the different areas for parts recognition. Um, you know, and in, in doing that, that's where all the frustrations come in because they can't find a part in a particular area where they assume it to be. So, you know, everyone's got to build their experiences up to the product of how to make their own jobs easier or roles easier when they do these things. Because a lot of the customers sort of lock us into um, pre-seasons as such, or, you know, for their, for their harvest inspections. So generally we know as we're going through the listings who's actually going to give us the work and who's not going to give us the work. Um, we seen any major change because of the way that uh, asset is doing it? No, not really. Um, I think it's given us a better inspection quality that we're able to pick the parts better that are needed. And so if there's a return on the investment coming through on that way in regards to seeing better dollar values and more accurate reporting, then yeah, I think that's, that's where we'll see it. Uh, it just really depends on the sales team, really, on how much more product they get into the market. Um, uh, that's, yeah. And, you know, that's that's the same whether it be through. I mean, the Tanunda uh, or Noriota branch there is more a um, vineyard, viticulture type of aspect. So, you know, their focus there is more on tractors and tractor sales and stuff like that. So, um, whether or not there's a bit more of a growth through that dealership um, and also utilising the uh, ASIC program more over there than what they have been doing. Um, and they're, they're a young crew, they're still learning as well. So, um, yeah, that's probably where our growth is going to be more so than through the Saddleworth and Kadena dealerships at the moment. Um, you know, we have a young crew out the back here as well. Uh, you know, a few blokes have retired, some people have moved on. Um, so we've got, you know, a bit of fresh blood in here and, um, yeah, but everyone's got to have a bit of a training need and identify, you know, how the systems work and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so there, there, that's our main area of growth there is getting everybody up on board with it a little bit more. Basically pleased with how the system functions at the moment and, um, you know, there'll be some tweaks along the way, but I think, um, yeah, overall, I think it's a good program.
Thanks for taking the time to listen to episode 14 of our Turning Inspections into Cash podcast. We'll be releasing a new episode every other week. In episode 15, we'll be talking to Brent Bazin, Corporate Service Manager at Young's Equipment, to hear how they have fully customized our inspection program to fit their customers' needs with specialized inspection forms for their shop, fleet, internal, quick, full, and on-farm inspections and appraisals. If you would like to learn more about how we can help your dealership turn inspections into cash, you can call me, Jennifer Keller, at 406-880-4545 or email me at jennifer at theactivatecompany.com.